Welcome to the Bet with Jet podcast. I am Kyle Fricetti alongside Alex Dalvecchio and Brian Campbell. On to week three of the NFL season, but we are definitely going to take some time to reflect on to week two. Uh, winning record for Dalvecchio over there, uh, double-digit Dalvecchio. We might uh, have a few Thank of those you, this weekend. Uh, just a prediction on my part. But um, yeah, Campbell and I uh, kind of right behind, and uh, I think we were both two and three on the week last week. I was three and two. Uh, oh, you were three and two, right. Okay, so I was the only one that had had a losing week as was an inverse from, from last week. Um, but it's interesting. I was looking at all of our losses and other than the bears, all of our losses came within seven points or less. So really tight games that could have gone either way. And you could actually, you could actually put the bears in that, um, in that category. If, you know, fields doesn't throw the worst pick six I've ever seen in my entire life. That was a three point game going into the, into the late fourth quarter there. But um, that's the NFL guys, right? It, comes down to usually one or two plays that decide the outcomes of most games most ga- most games are decided you know between three and seven points so um they're going to be bad weeks they're going to be good weeks coming up but uh you guys uh good job having two winning weeks three and two records i was two and three let's talk about um campbell's picks first why don't you go ahead and review your picks from uh, week two all right so i went three and two but i lost the I lost the best bet, so for me, I mean, unit-wise, I was even for the week again, uh, sitting at 5-5 five and five overall for the year, so right at the 500 mark. Um, start with the good. Dolphins, I mean, they did pretty much exactly what I thought they were going to do against the Patriots. Um, Tennessee and Seattle, I like them both as uh, underdogs to win outright, and they both came through uh, with some nice wins. Chicago, Justin Fields is proven to be, again, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Someone you just have to fade from now on. And then my best bet, the Cleveland Browns. You know, I liked, I liked them going in, and they lost a game where Pittsburgh didn't even enter the red zone once in the whole game. I mean, had, had the lead, felt good going, had the lead, had the ball, and then. A fumble, strip, sack, six. T.J. Watt returns it for a touchdown. Game over. And felt good, but in the end, it's a loss. So sitting there, even even units for the week, thinking I was going to be up four units on the week. So it kind of was a soul-crushing defeat on Monday night. You know, the Steelers' defense responsible for, you know, two defensive touchdowns, uh, just one of those games that you can't, you can't predict that stuff. Opening play of the – offensive series for the Browns, you know, Watson throws the pick six and they, you know, were able to catch up and they had to lead, like you said, you know, late in the second half, but uh, you know, you can't just, you can't trust Deshaun Watson at this point. And obviously losing Nick Chubb, you know, not just for the game, but for the entire season uh, was a big blow to them. Yeah. I mean, you could argue, you know, there's a big discussion out there about the running back position and its value, but it's quite clear how much he means to that team. And it's going to put even more pressure on Watson to carry the load there. And, you know, I'm not a believer in him. He might get better as the year goes on, but um, not, I'm, I'm not optimistic from what I see so far. Yeah, Campbell, I agree with you on uh, the Bears. I want to get your thoughts on this too, Alex. Uh, it's not only Fields is a bad quarterback, but this offensive coaching staff uh, only has two, two designed runs for Fields the entire season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and – I mean, Chicago moved the ball a lot better last year, you could say. I mean, they, they won three games. But in terms of off- offensively, uh, they moved the ball a lot better last year with less offensive weapons. And this year, it just seems like they're not using him correctly. They're trying to turn him into a pocket passer, and that is not his game. And that was apparent, you know, this past week. So, um, 
the Bears, uh, you know, at this point are un, unbettable for me at this point, unless they have some changes with the coaching staff offensively. And obviously we, we could talk about uh, – we don't know all the information about the Bears' defensive uh, coaches at this point. There's some news came out today, uh, kind of unknown at this point. But just turmoil with that organization. So I think it's a good, good, good idea to just kind of stay away from them as a whole for now. Um, but any other thoughts, uh, Campbell, on your picks before we go to Alex? No, I mean, I was happy. I was happy for the winning record, but just still looking to improve, get the units back up into the positive. I know it's early in the season, but I feel like we're going to be hitting our stride pretty soon. For sure. All right, let's go to Dalvecchio. Three and two on the week, hit with the Rams, the Cowboys, the Bucks, and um, close with the Giants and the Packers. I mean, you know, a few oh, plays the away. Packers, jeez. Yeah, I mean, that could yeah. easily have been a five. I mean, the Giants, you could honestly say no, that, that probably Giants, was the right side. Giants, but... Giants, Giants deserve to lose. And, and the thing about the Packers is he's just a victim of the fact that we do our picks uh, Wednesday night because by Sunday the Packers were getting two points and he would have covered. Right, yeah. right. Yep. yep, and then you're you're a couple points away from having the first five and zero week on bet with Chet. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But go ahead, Alex. That was, was right there. I mean, you know, it's just uh, there are a couple things I feel strongly about early in the year. I think Cowboys are really going to have a nice year. I think Bears are going to be awful. So that that kind of bore out and and how I picked it. Um, you know, Giants Cardinals. Uh, I mean, the second half it looked like it would have been brilliant. It didn't really work out, and then. Um, you know, best bet for me was, uh, like I said, it was, it was the Bucks. Just fade the Bears. They, they haven't won a game. Oh, I saw a great stat. It was like, oh, so, oh. they haven't won a game since like last September 18th or something. Like it's been a calendar year at this point. So they don't. They have no concept how to win. Like nothing. They're they're a lost franchise. So liked fading them. I like the Bucks anyway. Like I think Bulls beats bad teams. Like I think that's something he does. He doesn't. He'll find a way to lose against the same talent team, but against just bad ones, he'll win. So I like that one. And, um, you know, other than that, we just – you know, now it's week three, and I always point to week three. This is when, if you are if you know what you're doing, this is when you should start winning, start up in your unit value. So let's see how we do here. Question for both of you, and I want you to answer this seriously. Uh, do you believe that Sean McVay listens to our podcast? Oh, a million percent. He's, a, he's the guy – he's the one California listener we have. Did he watch your – did he listen to your bets from last week and said, okay, Alex has plus eight. I'm going to kick this field goal with three <laughs> seconds left. Give him the cover there. Help him get a winning hey. week. Hey, look, we appreciated it. I, I still think it was the right side. I still think the logic was sound. I think that was too big a spread for a division game. So, I'll take it. You, you know Alex had McVay's number on speed dial. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I told him, I was like, thanks, Sean. We appreciate that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Got to catch up a little bit here. Come on. Listen, if a coach likes – if a coach pays attention to the spread and wants to beat it, I mean, that's all the more reasons to bet that team going forward, is it not? That's very true. Good point. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, Chiefs worked out for me. That I mean, I think that game was never really in doubt. I, I'm, I'm continuing to be concerned about the Chiefs from an offensive standpoint a little bit and – Maybe it's because of Eric Bieniemy going to Washington. Maybe he had a bigger impact on them offensively than than we originally thought. Maybe it's because Kelsey is at 100, percent and you know they're kind of limited with the receivers that they have. Um, but you know, I felt pretty confident about KC to bounce back. Uh, Bengals. I think I just underestimated uh, Burrow's calf injury and how that could linger. You know, from the entire 
uh, season. So, you know, I, I expected the Bengals to have a much better um, outing. I mean, they got lucky to even just lose that game by three points. They got the punt return for a touchdown. That could have easily been a double-digit loss. So, um, kind of just going to stay away from the Bengals until Burrow can show these, you know, at least close to 100%. And uh, Patriots, I mean, that, that game, you know, you could tell Miami was, was clearly the better team, but I think the Miami defense has some holes. And I think the, like we kind of mentioned last week on the pod, I think the Patriots are going to be one of those teams where they don't win a ton of games, but they're going to be scrappy. They're going to, you know, play close games week to week and put up a good fight, uh, but just didn't get the cover there. I mean, you know, they're a fourth down conversion away from possibly tying the game, going to overtime. Maybe I get a push, maybe I get a win, but it just didn't work out. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, we talked about the game with Cleveland that could have gone either way. They kind of got lucky to get that cover. And then the Bears, we already talked about. I mean, you, you, they showed that one clip of Justin Fields, you know, I think it was, um, you know, they were inside the red zone or maybe close to the 20 yard line on Tampa's side. And you just had a wide open seam route. I mean, if you see that in Madden, you're throwing that right away. And this guy just literally sat in the pocket, didn't do anything, and that yeah, would have given the lead. Here's a stat I, I heard from you. In his career so far, he's been sacked 101 times. 79 of those times, he's been the sack took place after 4.9 seconds, and the average quarterback throw is 2.7. So he you can't Perfect. read a defense. Right. Like he's taking twice as long to make a read, make a throw, and – eating the sacks constantly. And now they're telling him not to run and they're not designing run plays for him. So they're just kind of double downing on what he doesn't do well. So um, yeah, the bears are an obvious stay away. So that was tough not to get the the best bet there, but uh, still hitting 60% so far. So we'll see if we can bounce back this week. Um, Maybe we can get the first five and a week with bet with Chet. Uh, But that kind of wraps up week two. Any other uh, things that jumped out to you week two before we move on to week three? Um, off, uh, to me, offense is still behind. Like that's the that's the theme. I mean, you saw the Steelers. I mean, Campbell brought it up. If the if the Browns had just punted on first down every drive in the second half, they would have won the game easy. I mean, the, these offenses aren't only not scoring, but they're the defenses are outscoring them. You know, like if you get bad offenses right now, and I don't know, easier to blame the CBA or whatever you want to blame, but man, it just feels like this year more than ever. Offenses yeah. in September are just way, way behind, man. I mean, lots of look injuries at the this Gi- week too. Lots of injuries, yeah. you know. But look at the, look at the Giants. I mean, they went six quarters with zero points, like the first six quarters of the year, zero points. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's it's crazy, you know. And I I do think they'll all click and play catch up a little bit, but man, it's been, it's not good defense either. It's just this is bad football. So, we'll see. Yep. Give me any thought, any any thoughts, Campbell. Well, I, I was going to bring up the, about all the injuries we had in week two and how that's going to have an effect going forward. And then the other thing that we're seeing is something that you mentioned kind of in your wrap-up, uh, the enemy effect, uh, not only on Kansas City, but he's got Washington at 2-0 right now. I mean, you're kind of seeing the same thing happen this year that you saw out of the Dable effect last year with the improvement right. to the Giants and the decline in the Bills' offense last year. Even with an elite quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you can see how big coaching does matter in these situations. So it's definitely something to monitor. I mean, if you're going to get a little bit of boost, you know, confidence-wise on offense, I mean, this is the week to go up against the Bears if you're Kansas City when the when the league is still kind of down in you offensively. So might be a nice bounce back. But then again, the Chiefs really haven't done well laying, you know, laying these double-digit points as favorites, even at home, you know. So I know it's the Bears, and, you know, I'm not going to take Chicago, but – 
the Chiefs have had trouble covering big numbers like this, even with uh, Mahomes. Um, but we can get to that later if you guys have a, a bet on that game. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we could start with Thursday. We just spoke about injuries. I mean, geez, look at the, the New York Giants at this point. Um, the obvious one is Saquon Barkley. They, he was ruled out. Andrew Thomas was ruled out. Um, I think Zito Ojolari Jolari is out. Yeah, he's <laughs> out too. So Lettuce they definitely have an uphill battle. Um, I mean, historically, the Giants play pretty well in San Fran. I think of that NFC Championship game. Uh, Eli won there, I think, uh, as well during the regular season. Maybe that was that same year or the year before. But, you know, that, that same year, yeah. So, But a different story. Obviously, it's a short week, and the Giants are coming off a big emotional win uh, going up against arguably the best team in the NFL. So it's going to be a tall task um, with how much Barkley means to that team. Uh, so, uh, Alex, to start with you, I, I don't have a bet on this game. I, I tend to stay away from Thursday night games. I, I lean to the Giants because I think it is a little bit too many points, and I think the Niners are coming off such a big divisional win on the road. Now they come home in a short week, um, but I can't go against San Fran right now with how well they're playing. No, I agree with you. I mean, with all with a fully healthy team, this line is probably six and a half or seven. You know, you're getting the three and a half because of all the injuries the Giants have. But, uh, no, I mean, the Giants, even though they, they gave Daniel Jones a ton of time last week, Arizona is not San Fran defensively. Um, you know, you I'm not saying the Giants are punting the game, but there was a lot of talk that Andrew Thomas could have played on Sunday and that if he didn't play Sunday, he wouldn't play until week four because they weren't going to necessarily go all out for this San Fran game. Like, it's such a bad spot. Like, if you drew up bad spot in a dictionary – this is what it would be, right? Like the Niners home opener on short rests, back-to-back West Coast games, and you're minus your left tackle, who's arguably the best player on your team, and your running back, who's in the top three best players on your team. You know, it, it, all the ingredients for an ass kicking. I mean, you could always say the Giants do well when they're expected to get their ass kicked, which is not something you really want to bet on. But, um, you know, the problem with me with this game is the Giants, as a defense, have no sacks and no takeaways, and we are two weeks into the year. They don't have a single sack or a single takeaway. They do not have a defensive statistic in this season, and the Niner offense is probably going to feast on that. So uh, I'm staying away from it um, because 10 is just too much. But, uh, yeah, bad spot for the Giants. I, I could see them kind of getting wrecked tomorrow night, but we'll see. I do like how the Giants did stay out west for this game uh, yeah. rather than traveling back home and then going back out. So I tend to like teams that do that in this situation, but they're just so shorthanded in this spot. Um, the Niners I mean, defense say, speaks for itself. Yeah, and I, mean, I would say, you know, this game the Giants are kind of punting. A game that's going to mean a lot more to the Giants, big picture-wise on the season, is going to be home 11 days rest Monday night football against Seattle, who's a team they're going to be battling for the 6-7 slot for the playoffs. You know, Andrew Thomas will be back for that one. So I, I would say I like the Giants week next week, but certainly not tomorrow. This, like, like I said, it almost feels like the organization, once Andrew Thomas couldn't go in Arizona, they're like, all right, fuck it. We're just taking two weeks. Don't worry about it. We're, we're not going to try Thursday is what it is. Battling yeah. for the 6-7 spot. You, you, you punting on Seattle winning that division already? Uh, my Niner take might have been ice cold there, Candy. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I still like yep. Seattle. I still like Seattle. Though. That was a bad look. Well coached, well prepared. But yeah, you know, that's why it was a hot take. The Niners are top five in pressure rate, and they're bottom huh. five in blitz rate. 
So they don't blitz 40, and they still get home. Yeah. 46, <laughs> so. what I see, 46% of snaps, they get pressure on the quarterback. And the Giants will have Marcus McKeithen and Evan Neal and Josh Azuda in the starting lineup. Oh, Giants baby. blitz a lot. Giants <laughs> blitz. Um, if you look at the, their blitz rate, they are third in, they in blitz, blitz they rate. Don't get yeah. home. They but don't they don't get pressure. Yeah. No. They I mean, are. They're kind of bottom of the pack when it comes to pressure rate. Here's what I would say. Kayvon Thibodeau or Vernon Golston? Can you tell the difference? Can you tell the difference, man? I think so. Yep. Uh, uh, Campbell, do you have a bet on this game or is it pass? I absolutely have a bet on this game. Oh, okay. I mean, we are talking about all the reasons why this game has the potential to be the blowout. It is going to be a blowout. I'm taking San Francisco. I'm laying all the points in the world. I like it. Double digit candy. Double digit candy's coming out. Double digit candy. I like it. I like it. Okay. Where am I laying? 10? 10. Yep. 10. Give me 10. Yep. So San Francisco minus 10. Uh, No, no, they stayed out west, but their day to day day -day, um, situation still kind of messed with. Like you're in unknown territory. Like you don't have the full access to everything that you would back home. So you, uh, like, you're kind of winging it on this trip. And like Alex said, it's going to be a game that they're kind of punting away already, all the injuries. It just bodes well for San Francisco. It was a terrible spot for the Giants in the first place, in my opinion. And everything just lining up San Francisco, San Francisco to win this one by, by like 20, I think. Yeah. And again, like I said, that Andrew Thomas, the way they played the injury, where they had him take pregame snaps and do it and work as hard as he could to get back for the Arizona game. But then the beat writers are, kept saying, if he doesn't play in Zona, he's not playing in San Fran. It just lets you know. Right? Like, that lets you know that like the Giants, they kind of know what the spot is anyway. So if they know it, then, you know, not a bad use of your bet, Camby. All right, so we got our first bet with the Niners laying 10 for Campbell. Uh, we're going to go to the Sunday games now, early slate. First game, L.A. Chargers at Minnesota. Total looking at 54, which Woo-hoo! you rarely see in today's NFL. But Woo-hoo! can you really argue with how bad both of these defenses are and what we've seen you know, for the first few weeks of the season? Uh, it's like It looks like a few still have uh, a pick, but it's really uh, Minnesota laying a point here. Uh, I don't have an opinion on this game. Uh, I think these teams are very, very similar with with how they play ball and just their personnel on offense and defense. So I think I think it's just too close to call. I think the it's going to be one of these games. It's going to be a very exciting game. I think the team that has the ball last is going to win. It's probably going to be a field goal game, uh, but it's a pass for me. Uh, probably lean to the over with when you know when you see a number this high. So I lean to the over, but no uh, opinion on the side. Uh, let's start with you, Campbell. What do you got? I don't have a play in this game. Uh, I would lean Minnesota. I really think that um, the Vikings, I mean, Kirk Cousins is on pace for like 6,100 yards right now. He's he's playing well despite the fact that they're 0-2 right now. Um, Chargers, you could always count on their coach to be the liability in the game. And um, I think Minnesota's kind of – take advantage of that and win this game outright. I mean, you say 0-3 Chargers, like that's something no one thought was going to happen. I mean, winner, winner or loser of this game is going to be in real trouble for the playoff picture being 0-3 between these two teams. Yeah, no doubt. Alex, is this going to be your first bet? This is 
Not going to be my first bet. No, no feel free. I was, like, really. no, uh, I was like, no way Alex is betting this game. <laughs> no, no, Too no. Close to call. Although, th- this is not what I would call a corner TV game. I would love to watch this game. I mean, what, 60 points coming back and forth. Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, a lot of great players. But, I mean, to me, it's just, you know, I mean, who's going to have the ball last? Do you want to bet on that? They're, they're very equal in talent. Um you know, I'm probably Eckler's still not practicing. What's that? Eckler's still not practicing, so it's not looking. I, I don't think he'll be, end up going again this week. Yeah, so um, you know, I would uh, I'd lean Minnesota just because they're the home team, and um, I, I really don't like the Chargers coach at all. Um, but he's got to be mean, in the hot seat. So him and Eberflus. Yeah, even him and Eberflus yeah, have got to be. Yeah. Most likely to get fired uh, first. But like I said, it's de- it's so close. Like you know, why bother? Well, if there's going to be an elimination game this early in the season, you have to consider this one. Both teams zero and two. So if you fall to zero and three, your chances of making the playoffs, I think, are around eleven, twelve percent. So mm-hmm. um, the one thing that I might put in the Chargers' favor is that they do have Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. And the one game that the Cowboys just balled out last year was at Minnesota. They put a forty burger on the Vikings and. They were just, you know, firing in all cylinders. So does that carry over to, to this game? Who knows? But um, this line is a little bit shady that the Vikings are only laying a point. So the books are telling you that the Chargers are a little bit more of a better team, but uh, easy pass for us. So uh, let's go to an interesting game, probably the opposite of what you're going to see in the Chargers and the Vikings. going to see Tennessee at Cleveland here. Um, Tennessee coming off a nice home win at, 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 uh, against the Chargers. Going on the road now against the Browns in a short week off of a tough physical matchup against Pittsburgh. Uh, the, the Nick Chubbless, I guess you could say, Cleveland Browns. Uh, you might get a little bit rallying of the troops here, the, the, the game after losing Chubb. Obviously, they signed uh, Kareem Hunt in free agency today, so uh, hard to say if he's going to be active for this game. They kind of pretty much picked him, off, picked him up off the street, so probably won't have a big impact in this game. But two really, really good defenses. Uh, Tennessee is banged up in the secondary and Cleveland has their share of injuries too uh, on the offensive line and in the secondary. So I think this is going to be a very, very tight game. Uh, I lean Cleveland, uh, but you know, the Titans are so good as dogs. Uh, Vrabel is such good as a, as a dog. So that's enough for me to stay away from this game. And you're asking me to lay three and a half points with a total that's 39 and a half. Uh, no, thank you. But I lean Cleveland. I think you may have a little bit rallying of the troops here. But uh, easy pass for me. Do any of you ever play in this game? I had this game as my best bet, but I switched the best bet off of it. I still have a play on it. Oh, okay. What do you got? Love Tennessee plus three and a half. All Vrabel does is play field goal games. Like, you're giving me more than a field goal. I'm taking it every time, uh, the Titans. I mean, they control the clock. They control the game. I think they're going to be able to control the trenches and uh, – neutralize Cleveland's defense. Uh, offense is kind of looking stagnant, and even more so now that Chubb's out. Deshaun Watson, always prone to make a mistake at the most inopportune time. I mean, he's been a shell of himself ever since coming back from his suspension. Um, so, for all those reasons above, I think this is a game, again, that Tennessee can win outright as a dog, but I'm getting more than a field goal out of them, you got to absolutely take them in this spot. So is that a bet or not a bet? It sounds like you're it pretty is, confident. It is a bet. It was it's almost a best bet. bet. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 
Okay. It, it is a bet, but it's not the best bet. All right, what about you, Alex? I lean uh, – I don't have a bet in the game. I, I would lean Cleveland a little bit more, um, although I would say, you know, Cleveland losing Chubb is like a lot of teams losing their quarterback. I mean, that's – he is the offense, you know. Um, Watson's tough to trust. I, just, I love Cleveland's defense. I think they're playing really well. There is no chance the Steelers would have driven the field to score a touchdown if they had just ran HB ISO the entire second half. They would have won that game. Don't know why they were dropping back. Don't know why they thought, hey, let's give Watt a shot. Um, really tough loss for them on Monday. But this is the type of game the Browns are going to win. Like they they have a very good defensive unit. Um, I think the Titans' best days, you know, they're like one year past when they were really good and probably one year away from being very good again. So um, I lean Cleveland in the game. Um, Watson at points before that bad turnover. And I, I texted Campbell. He started to look like his old self in the middle portion of that game again. Um, might be until halfway through the year where you really see it, but he's starting to get it together a little bit. He's starting to not look like the zero he was. and starting to look like, oh, I remember that guy. So I lean Cleveland in this game because um, they have the better defense. I think they'll wreak enough havoc at home, um, but not enough to, to bet it. Yeah, kind of going back to pressure rate. Uh, Tennessee bottom of the pack when it comes to pressure rate. They only get pressure on about 15.9% of their rushes as opposed to Cleveland, who's third in pressure rate with 31.8%. And they do blitz a lot. So this could be an ugly Ryan Tannehill game. That was the one thing that kept me away from the Titans. I'm not a believer in Ryan Tannehill. I think they beat up on a bad defense last week in, in the Los Angeles Chargers. So this is a big step up in class for the Tennessee offense going up against the Cleveland defense. So that's enough for me to um, stay away from this game. This, this could be a very uh, turnover-prone game from both quarterbacks. Could be just one of those ugly, you know, 14 to 13 type games, you know, where Tennessee might cover, but you might get a late defensive touchdown when they're trying to drive the field. Who knows? It's just a game that has too much variance, it seems like to me. But uh, we, we got Campbell's second bet here at uh, Tennessee plus three and a half. Rabel is very good as a, as a dog, whether it's on the road or at home. Uh, let's go to a divisional game here, uh, AFC South, with the Texans at Jacksonville. Uh, Houston coming off of a blowout home loss against the Colts. Uh, very banged up on the offensive line and on offense in general. Uh, C.J. Stroud threw for almost 400 yards last week against the Colts, so that has to be somewhat encouraging. Uh, but now you're going up against a Jacksonville defense. I think it's a step down in class for the Texans' offense. I think Jacksonville's defense has been less than stellar. Uh, in terms of rushing the passer, um, it's way too many points to lay. I'm not taking Houston here, but I, I lean Houston to cover. I think Jacksonville wins, but I think Houston covers. Um, does any of you have a play in this game? I do not. Okay. Alex? Alex? Uh, no, we have found our corner TV game. This is Jacksonville-Houston <laughs> this week. Um, definition of it, right? Um Normally, I would love to do Jacksonville off the loss to Kansas City. They're a much more talented team laying a big number. But I, just, I don't dislike Houston overall. I think Houston's got a decent defensive unit. Um, and really, you know, Jacksonville doesn't have it together yet offensively. Um, and they really didn't get it together offensively last year until November. I mean, they kind of had some Bengals in them, right, where they weren't really a great offense till the second half of the year. So um, I don't think they're quite there yet to lay this big a number in a division game. Um, there's better bets out there. I would probably lean Jacksonville. 
but we're just not quite at the point of, yeah, yeah, we're not quite at the point of the year yet where I'm confident laying big numbers against bad teams. It's still too early to do that, I think. These divisional teams know each other too. I mean, I know firsthand I lost my survivor pick last year, taking Jacksonville as a seven point home favorite against the Davis Mills led Houston Texans and they won outright. You know, Jacksonville didn't even score a touchdown. So these division games are weird. Uh, do you think Jacksonville is a good survivor pick this year, this week? I do think they're a good survivor pick this week, yes. Sure. I, 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 still, I, still, I still have no faith in C.J. Stroud. Um, Damian Pierce has not started the season well at all. They, they have no running game at all. Um, I do think the one bright spot on their uh, offense has been uh, Nico Collins, but um, – who's throwing him the ball still like CJ Stroud is not the general that you're going to want to go to war with when you're looking for a win. And yeah. I mean, for all those reasons, I can't bet Houston, but I also think nine and a half points is a little bit too much to be laying with Jacksonville right now too. I think so too. That Jacksonville defense scares me a little bit. I don't know. They, they do get good pressure. They, they, you know, they blitz a decent percentage. So they're, they're top 10 in pressure rate, which is good. And, but so is Houston. <laughs> so Houston is right behind Jacksonville there in pressure rate, and they blitz almost the exact same percentage. So I think defensively you're going to get a very similar game from both teams. It's really going to come down to which offense plays better, and you have to give that edge to Jacksonville right now. You know, with uh, I think Calvin Ridley's been a nice X factor for them. I know he didn't play well last week, but uh, the Chiefs' defense has been sneaky good this year. So I think um, yeah, I think Jacksonville kind of bounces back here at home, second straight home game. Uh, but uh, no official play from any of us. Uh, let's go on to another divisional game: Patriots and Jets. Uh, Campbell, so okay. big, big, big game for for the Jets here. Um, why don't we start with you? Uh, Jets coming off a tough loss. Uh, we knew it was going to be an uphill battle against Dallas last week, and the Patriots coming off of their own uh, home divisional loss against Miami. Uh, Patriots two and a half point road favorites here. I'm even seeing the three out there. I do think he gets the three by Sunday. I think this is way off. I don't understand the respect for the Patriots in this spot. I know it's Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson plays much better at home as opposed to on the road. He's kind of a quarterback that you definitely want to fade on the road, but he plays decent at home. I'm not saying he's going to win a lot of games, but if you had to compare his home versus road split, much better at home, especially as a dog here. Uh, So I lean to the Jets. I'm not going to have this as a bet, but I I think the Jets kind of bounce back here, and I think uh, the Jets' defense is going to give Mac Jones some problems. Uh, Cam, we'll start with you. Uh, I got play number three on this game. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Cam's going to be done early. Patriots are are always owning the Jets. I mean, Jets always find a way to lose this game. But this year it's going to be different. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking those three points. And I think that it's two and a half. We'll give you two and a half. There's a three. It's mainly two and a half. So we could, we'll do two and a half. I'll take take the two and a half. They're going to win it outright. I have faith. It is. Uh, I think the Jets kind of called out their offense last week about how. What is that noise? They're not. uh, That's Alex eating something. I was, (laughs) no, I was, I was. I was shaking a popcorn bag. Looking you think I was it. bad with the scraping last week? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the Jets kind of called out their offense last week. You know, Bruce Hall right now is probably the best offensive weapon they got, and he got four touches last week. I think you're going to see a lot more reliance on the running game this week. I think that's something that the Jets can use to their advantage. 
I think their defense is going to put Mac Jones in a lot of situations where he's going to be running for his life, throwing uh, throwing turnovers. Jets defense is going to capitalize, and the Jets are going to find a way to win this game and get back to 2-1 uh, overall and kind of have a fight for a playoff spot or playoff run later in the season. Big, big game. Patriots 0-2. Um, that was the one thing that kept me away from this game. I don't like to bet against teams that are 0-2 week three. They tend to put up a really good effort. But I think the Jets are a really good teaser option this week. I mean, their defense is just too good. I know they gave up 30 to Dallas last week. But, um, you know, Dallas is considered one of the best teams in the league this year. So big step down in class uh, going up against the Patriots offense. So I think the Jets are a really good teaser. And we'll see if Campbell gets the outright win. For the New York Jets, Alex, any thoughts on this game before we move on to Saints and Packers? Oh, I have a best bet on this game, man. Wow. My best bet of the of the week is on the new England Patriots. You both oh, are boy. crazy. Crazy. Wow. The 0-2 Bill Belichick Patriots are not losing to the Jets. Belichick does one thing well. He will take Garrett Wilson away. Zach Wilson will not have him to throw to. And he's going to be doing that see-and-go shit that Jets quarterbacks always do when they play the Patriots. Belichick, the sun rises, the sun sets. Belichick prepares for the Jets. He's going to win this game. And like you said, this is the Patriots season. Without Aaron Rodgers, the Jets and Patriots are complete equals. They are not – one is not necessarily better than the other. I don't love Mac Jones, but I love him 20 – I would rather have Mac Jones than Zach Wilson in this game. Like 100 times. Zach Wilson is as bad as it gets. Um – you know, he's going to turn it over. They're going to make mistakes. Belichick against Salah is, like, as lopsided as it gets. Take the Patriots. They're not going to go 0-3, and their season's not going to collapse at the hands of a Zach Wilson-led Jets team. It's just not going to happen. Take the Patriots. Best bet. Lay the two and a half, baby. Wow, look at that. Head-to-head. Campbell, was this your best bet? Were the Jets your best bet? No, they were not. Okay, I was going to say head-to-head best bet, but okay, close, close. I know why, right. I know why Alex didn't want to give me the half a point now, though. Absolutely. Oh, that is not right. Come no, on, no, if you're no, that no, confident, no, no. lay the three. Come on, no, make it a no, push. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wow. Best bet, two and a half. Well, I guess the, I guess the two and a half makes it a deciding factor who's going to win, right? If it's on three, if it lands on three, then you both push. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'll take the two and a half. Right. Listen, listen, last year, this game, okay, can be known. The Jets oh, outplayed the Patriots 59 minutes and 48 seconds, as much as they ever could. And the Pats ran a freaking punt back at the end of the game to win it. The Pats just aren't going to lose this game. They're just not. This, The entire system and receiving core and everything they have is designed for a different quarterback. Zach Wilson's not that guy. Um, you know, again, that week one win they had against the Bills was a freaking gift from the gods and Josh Allen and not necessarily in that order. Zach Wilson stinks. Don't lose the plot. He's as bad as it gets. Patriots are not – and, again, this, this is a Patriot bet. They're not going 0-3 at the hands of the Jets to wreck their season. It's just not going to happen. They're going to win this game. Get to 1-2. and two. Let's see what happens. 1 o'clock slate there, so let's go to the next 1 o'clock game. Uh, interesting game here, New Orleans Saints at Green Bay Packers. Uh, Saints coming off that uh, big divisional win at Carolina, sloppy game. You know, they, they pulled away there at the end. Uh, Chris Olave made a nice catch on the sideline. Derek Carr continues to look okay. I mean, I still feel like they haven't reached their full potential from an offensive standpoint, but the defense is definitely playing well. 
you have to look at the competition, right? They played Tennessee and they played Carolina, two offensively challenged teams. So I'm not going to say the Saints have an elite defense or anything like that, but they did uh, play well these first two weeks. Uh, Green Bay coming off that tough road loss at Atlanta. I, tough read on Green Bay, guys. I want to get your thoughts on this too. don't really know who the Packers are yet. I mean, they blew out Chicago, but a lot of teams are going to blow out Chicago this year. And then they played a tough, close game against Atlanta, who has a much better defense. Uh, so I don't really know who Green Bay is here. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to lay the two points and take the Packers here. I, th- I think it's a tough spot for the Saints. I think they get their first loss of the year, uh, being it's a short week, and Green Bay comes home for their home opener. Um, I think that the Saints are a little bit overvalued defensively right now. And the Sa- one thing that concerns me about the Packers is their, their injury report. Um, it's unlikely that they're going to get Aaron Jones back this week from what I'm hearing. Bakhtiari, we don't know if he's going to be back. Uh, but it looks like uh, Rashawn Gary's Rashad Gary's going to be back. It looks like Christian Watson might make his debut this this week. So I mean, you know, they've AJ Dillon to back up Aaron Jones, so that should be enough to get them through in the running game. Uh, but I, I like Green Bay's defense. I think they're a little bit underrated right now. Um, they were up double digits against Atlanta, and they just kind of folded there at the end of the game. Some big fourth down calls by Arthur Smith that gave him the win. Um, I don't think. Uh, uh, what's the Saints head coach name? His name is Dennis Allen. I don't think he has the cojones to make calls like that at the end of the game. So I do think this is going to be a very, very tight game. But I think Green Bay wins by a field goal. So uh, give me Green Bay minus two. What do you guys got? I just have a strong uh, lean to Green Bay. Um, I think being 2-0, and the Saints can afford to not take this game as strongly, um, especially being a short week for them. Um they're now without Jamal Williams. Kamara still suspended, so I mean we're up to our third string running back there. And I just think Cleveland, uh, I mean Green Bay needs this game more, and I think you're going to see more of a sense of urgency out of them. Yeah, if you believe in sandwich spots, I mean the Saints have a big divisional game the week after against Tampa, you know who might be undefeated at that point. So um, if if you have like a sandwich game, this might be it. Um, but we'll see. Alex, what do you got? I Alex. don't know how to – I don't know what to think about I, – I lean, I lean New Orleans in this game, but I don't necessarily know what to think about them on, in a tough road spot. You know, it's tough to win in Lambeau. Um, I lean New Orleans to win this game. I do. I was touring with making this one of my five. But I think what you said about Derek Carr was perfect. Like, he's the world's most okay quarterback that's ever existed. So, like, on one drive, he looks great. The next one is just a baffling three and out. It doesn't really make sense. Um, I like their defense. I, I know you said you thought they were a little overrated. Maybe that's true. But when I you know, I watch them a decent amount, I think they're pretty good. But um, I like New Orleans in this spot. Green Bay betrayed me last week with that awful loss they gave me. But um, no bet in the game. Good game. Like should be a fun game. Um, you know, both these teams think they're uh, going to be going to be competing, so they both need it. It's a fun game to watch, but I don't really have a play in it. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be really tight. Could be one yeah. another one of those games where the team that has the ball last wins. Um, Jordan Love, he's been hard to read because he hasn't thrown for a lot of yards. He has a lot of big plays the first few weeks, but it was more about the receivers or the running backs getting you know yak as opposed to him, you know, throwing it deep down the field. So 
they kind of have more of a dink and dunk offense and the receivers have just been able to break away for big plays. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he's able to do that against the Saints this week. But I think you have to depend more on the ground game this week if the Saints defense is, you know, better than than um, what, it, what it could be you know, for the rest of the season. But, uh, Campbell, any thoughts on this game before we move on to Denver-Miami? I already gave my thoughts on this game. Okay. All right. Let's, let's head to Denver-Miami. Uh, if you're talking about an elimination game. Uh, uh, Denver, I mean – what what can you say? They were down twenty one to three against Washington. Uh, the offense isn't the problem. Uh, the 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 one aspect of the team we thought was going to be steady, the defense has been completely horrific the first few weeks uh, against subpar offensive teams in Las Vegas and Washington. So uh, I, I don't think Denver's going to make the playoffs for obvious reasons. Uh, Miami is considered top five team in the league right now. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to take the Denver Broncos plus six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can this get any more obvious? I was so close to making this the best bet. If you talk about desperation, you got an 0-2 team going up against a 2-0 team. Uh, the best thing Denver can do is get out of Denver, right? They, they lost their first two home games. Get on the road. Clear your head against a team that's probably going to be overlooking you a little bit. Um, I, I love the look-ahead spot for Miami, too, because they play at Buffalo next week. So if you talk about another sandwich spot, it would be this one. Do I think Denver's going to win the game? No. Uh, but I think this is going to be a field goal game. Uh, I think the Denver defense steps up here, and I think the Denver offense is going to put up points. I mean, Miami has some serious problems on defense. They are um, they're bottom five in pressure rate. Uh, they blitz a ton, and they don't get home. So I think Russell Wilson is going to have some big opportunities in this game to get some points. Uh, do I think Miami will match that? Yeah, I, th- I like the over in this game for sure. Uh, but I'm going to take Miami uh, – sorry, Denver plus six and a half. Campbell, start with you. Uh, I refuse to touch Denver ever. I do not have any <laughs> trust in Russell Wilson. I still think there are a bad team. Um it's an easy pass game for me. I mean, game I want no part of. Okay, Alex. I lean the other way. I like Miami in this spot. Um, I, Denver, to me, is like the all-cook team, you know? Like, Russell Wilson cooked. John Payton cooked. Um, you know, not really much talent up and down that roster. Um, and I like Miami overall. Um, that may be the look-ahead spot. You're right. I don't have a bet on this game. This is a lean. I lean Miami. Um I just think, you know, when those receivers get going, I think Tua is playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, you know, last week's game, Miami stopped themselves, you know, second half because they they didn't have to. Like, they didn't really have to go pedal to the metal to beat the Patriots. Um, I think Patriots are a little bit better than Denver, uh, a little bit, right? So I, I don't love uh, – I don't love the talent level. Um, and I don't think Miami's quite in a spot yet where they think to themselves that they're good enough to be looking past teams anyway. Like, I think they look at, you know, I think they're looking at this as, oh, a 3-0 start for us would be amazing. So I, I lean Miami here. Um, but I, it's really more of a fade on Denver. I don't like Denver at all. I think Sean Payton, his best days are behind him. Russell Wilson's best days are behind him. Not, not a lot of good going on in Denver right now. Okay. All right, so only one play uh, with myself, Denver plus six and a half. Let's go on to another interesting game. Uh, two 2-0 teams that we probably did not expect, at least from the Washington standpoint. Buffalo Bills at the Washington football team, as I like to call them. Uh, Buffalo the Commanders. Six- 
I like the football team better. Uh, that's what I identify with. Uh, we got so Buffalo laying six and a half here. Uh, guys, do you think this line is right? I'm just going to start off with that question. No. What is yeah. going on? Who are the Buffalo Bills to be laying six and a half points against anybody right now, let alone, you know, Washington? On the road. On the road. But you're telling me this, this, this line would be over double digits if they were playing in Buffalo? There's no way. Um, so give me a best bet of the Washington football team Ooh. plus six and a half. They're going to win this game outright. I mean, I Ooh. think they got a huge boost in confidence after that comeback win in Denver. Uh, I love back in a team that wins a huge road game, comes back home the next week, Buffalo off a blowout win. Now they're going on the road. Uh, Washington's going to go three and zero, and everybody's going to be talking about Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell. Uh, he showed a lot of moxie coming back in that game. So I don't need the points, but I'll take it as a best bet. Washington plus six and a half. Alex, start with you. Man, I uh, I don't have a bet in it. So, you know, you, you have more conviction than me. But, you know, Washington did beat Arizona and Denver. To me, you know, you put Chicago in with them. You put Houston in with them. You put Carolina. There's like five or six terrible teams in the league. And Washington beat both of them. Um, they didn't dominate either of them. Buffalo's the team that if they can get rolling, they will dominate you. Um, man, you know, you know, I just – I don't trust – if Hal turns it over once, you're going to lose this line. Like, if he turns it over, it's done. And I think in the end, he's probably going to. Um, I lean Buffalo. I lean Buffalo. I think Buffalo got so embarrassed and mortified by that Monday night loss to the Jets that they're going to be right for a little while. I think that if you're a head coach, if you're McDermott, you might love that that happened in week one because you, you don't have too much to get your team's attention. I don't see them losing to Washington here. I mean, six and a half is a lot on the road. I, I hear you. Washington will be ready to go. But, you know, I can't take them to beat what I consider to be a top four AFC team um, because they beat the Cardinals and the Broncos by a combined like five points. I just can't. I can't go that far with you. I hear you. No, I think that's a good point you bring up. It's, uh, the question I'll, I'll kind of bounce back at you is, how many great teams are there in the NFL right now? I mean, I think of San Fran and Dallas. Um, you still have to put Kansas City in that class, but they have not been playing well this year. I think this is what the league wants. They want a lot of parity. They want everybody kind of on the same level. So they want a lot of variance and upsets in the league. You know, that that shows for a lot more discussion. Uh, so I think, you know, how many good teams are there in the NFL? You look back on the 80s and 90s where you'd have those, you know, dynasty teams with the Cowboys. You had the Niners in the 80s, Pitt, you know, Steelers in the 70s and so forth. Patriots in yeah. the 2000s. But you, you, I mean, the, the Chiefs are kind of approaching that, but they might take a step back this year. But like, it seems like everybody's either middle of the pack or bottom feeders these these days. What do you guys think? I, I would agree with that. I think it's. I mean, that's the league is designed from the ground up to yep. do that, right? Like they flip half the playoff teams flip every year, and unless you have a drop dead great quarterback, you're, there's no guarantee you're going to be good year in year out. There's just nothing. So like, you either have a top three QB or you don't. And that's just where the league is. That, that's what they do. I mean, that's every CBA, every rule, every cap thing, every tag is designed for exactly that. So that, oh, you got this great rookie who's dominating. We're only keeping him for four years. He's going to take up 25% of your salary cap. You know, that, that's just – that you're right. Like, this is what the league wants. Um, but I do think the Bills are in the – I still think the Bills, Chiefs, 
Bengals. Like, they'd kind of still be my top three AFC teams. I'm not going to give up on them because Josh Allen decided the football had no value in the Monday Bengals, night game. Bengals over Dolphins right now? I would still go Bengals over Dolphins. I think they'll get light Ooh. when Joe gets right. I think when he – yeah, it's early, man. Like, when, yeah, when yeah. the Bengals get cooking, they're going to be great, you know, and – might not be till Halloween, and they might be four and five, and they may have to sweat to get a seven seed, but then they'll get it, and then they'll start killing people like they do every year in January. So, yeah, I, mean, right. I can't trust Good Miami point. yet. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So, let me bring up the big board again. So, Campbell, do you have any, uh, any opinions, or do you have a side in the Buffalo-Washington game? Yeah. I kept putting this game on my list of five and crossing it out and putting it on crossing out because – I really was tempted. I really like Washington in this spot also. I really was tempted to take them plus six and a half. I thought that was too many points for Buffalo to be laying on the road. I really like what uh, the enemy has done with this Washington offense. And I still think that Washington kind of has an underrated defense that can cause some problems for Josh Allen. And we know how much he tries to make plays and how much that turns into mistakes lately. I see a turnover or two in his future in this game. But at the same time, like, I really kind of then was doubting it and feeling what Alex was saying, just thinking this isn't a game that Buffalo really can lose, in my opinion. And I mean, with Washington being 2-0, and I, felt, I feel like Buffalo needs this game more. And Buffalo is the better team, in my opinion, overall. And I just don't think – they're going to lose this game. So I just didn't know if it was going to be a close game or if Buffalo was going to get that touchdown win. So I ultimately kept this one off my board. No, I definitely understand that. I think if a seven pops up on Sunday, I might make this an actual bet. Um, I don't think you'll see any seven and a half, but you might see a few sevens pop up, uh, but hard to say at this point. But, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be one of the best games of the week, to be honest. I, I know it is a lower total, but I think uh, it's going to be a very, very entertaining game. Uh, that game has overtime written all over it. Uh, let's go to Atlanta at Detroit. Uh, does anybody have an opinion in this game? The 2-0 Atlanta Falcons at the 1-1 Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit three-point favorite. Uh, 46. I have a play in this game, Chevy. So do I. Okay. Ooh. So do I. Oh, all right. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I I do like to counter. I'll go first. Okay. What do you got? Love Detroit here. Love Detroit here. I don't necessarily love betting Detroit. I didn't do it much last year, but I think off the high of that week one win, you know, you could kind of see that Seattle thing coming a little bit last week. I I really regretted not putting Seattle in my five because I picked them to compete for the AFC West, so I should have done that. But, um... I don't take much away from Detroit for losing that game except to sort of lock them in. Atlanta, to me, like, are they going to start 3-0? and Are they going to do it at Detroit's expense? Detroit's pretty good. They're not great, but pretty good uh, at home. I, I felt like this line, like the blind line here was going to – I thought it should have been four and a half. It's only three. I'll take Detroit all day. Detroit was here. They were almost my best bet for this game. But uh, I just love the Pats over the Jets a little bit more. But – Going with the loins, laying the three. Yeah, this probably isn't going to hit. I- I'm taking Detroit too, but I do not feel good about it. Is it um, a rat trap? It almost feels like I a rat think trap. So uh, the it injury feel like the rat trap game of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If if the if the lines were not banged up, this this line isn't three. I think you have so many key players that are questionable. 
unlikely to play, you know, Taylor Decker, Amon uh, Ron St. Brown probably isn't going to play. Uh, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his first name, but the offensive starting offensive guard for Detroit, <laughs> uh, David Montgomery is not going to play in this game. Manuel Mosley is out for the season. Um, and then, you know, uh, conversely, if you look at Atlanta's injury report, they just have two players that are, that are, that were limited early in the week and now they're full participation. So, uh, the, the Falcons are very healthy. Uh, but then again, you look at Desmond Ritter, first road game. Um, I think the reason why I'm taking Detroit, I think they're going to pull a page out of Seattle's playbook last week where Seattle comes in, you know, injury riddle on the offensive line. Uh, they still put up, you know, 30 plus points, won the game in overtime. Uh, I think the Lions are going to find a way just enough offensively to win this game. I don't think it's going to be pretty. But the, the pace that the Lions play with offensively, I think that goes against what Atlanta likes to do on offense. I think Atlanta likes to run the ball a lot. And I think uh, if the Lions get a lead in this game, then it's going to take Atlanta out of their comfort zone. They're going to have a tough time keeping pace with Detroit. Now, the one thing that kind of balances that out is all the injuries that Detroit has. So it's going to be tough for them to cover this number, but I just can't take Atlanta in this spot. Um, you know, as an undefeated team coming off a big home win and going on the road now against a desperate team that is looking to bounce back at home for the second week in a row. So I'll make Detroit the play. God bless you. I don't feel good about it, but um, I'll take Detroit minus three, and I have a big feeling that Campbell's going to take Atlanta. Well, it doesn't happen often, guys, but we No, no. Put the mortgage on Atlanta. (laughs) Plus three, Survivor. And not only that, but this is my best bet, too. Oh, no. I think this is a perfect spot bet for Detroit. Uh, I mean, this is the type of game that Detroit's going to come out, high intensity, offense clicking on all cylinders. And like you said, I just don't think Atlanta's going to be able to keep pace with the Detroit offense this game. I think this game's going to get a little, start to get a little out of reach. Atlanta's not going to know what to do to come back. Uh, you know, I love, I love Dan Campbell as a coach. I mean, guy's just going to bring the intensity. He's going to know what to do, get his team hyped up to play that smash mouth football to stop uh, Atlanta's uh, ground game with Bijan. And I just think this game has Detroit written all over it. So give me Detroit minus three with the best bet. All right. Wow. I, I I do have some concerns in Detroit in this game. If you look at the spot from Detroit last week, right, they had 10 days rest. They beat Kansas City, Super Bowl champions, you know, on the road. They come back home after 10 days of rest. And they didn't lay an egg, but they didn't play as well as we thought they were going to play. But Seattle, I'm not going to say they were lucky to win that game, but they get the pick six to start the second half. Detroit was comfortably in the lead in that game. And you know, the ball just didn't bounce their way in the second half, and then they don't get an opportunity in overtime, and Seattle wins straight up. So uh, the, the injuries concern me in this game. If Detroit was healthy, then this line wouldn't be three, right? Did, didn't this line open up at, what was it? Six. Six. Six and yeah. a half, looks like, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the you got to think the professional betters came in and just grabbed Atlanta, that number. Now is there going to be some buyback on Detroit at three? Will we see some two and a half? So I think – if you wait until Sunday, you might you might see a, two, a few two-and-a-halves pop up. I don't think it's going to go back the other way. So, um, yeah, the one thing was just I don't know how Detroit's going to react with all those injuries, but can't take Atlanta in that spot. So we have a clean sweep of Detroit. 
Minus three. Hope we win that one. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it's not going to mean much with our final standings at the end of the year because if we all lose, then, well, there we go. We all lose. Uh, let's yeah. go to another I'm getting game. an extra unit on you guys in this game. True. Yeah. True. All right. Uh, Colts at Ravens. Colts coming off a blowout win, second straight road game. Uh, Ravens coming off a big divisional win on the road, coming back home, laying seven and a half here against the possibly Anthony Richardson with Colts. Hard to say he's in concussion protocol still. Uh, if he doesn't get the start, then it's going to be the Chew, the Gardner Minshew, who is more than serviceable to you know compete in this game with a pretty good Colts defense. Um, this is a really tough game. I think Baltimore is a good teaser leg this week. I think. Minchu, if he does start, I think he's going to be good enough to cover this number. Um, if Richardson does play, I think that kind of limits what Richardson does best, and that's run the ball. I think they're going to be more conservative with him if he does start. So I think it's kind of a win-win. You either get a backup quarterback who's not going to win the game outright, or you get the starter who's going to be limited in what he does best. So um, I have no opinion on the side, but I think Baltimore is a good teaser option, survivor option. Uh, but that's all I got in this game. So what do you guys got? Alex, let's start with you. Uh, I would love to bet Baltimore here. I, I really would. But I'm just a little gun-shy because of this injury situation like you talked about. I think there's better plays on the board. I think that this feels like the type of game. There's a couple games every year where Baltimore just kind of smokes somebody, like 34-7. to 7, And this feels like that. this is going to be that game. Um, but like you said, it, it depends on who's quarterback. And I, I actually agree with your line of thinking. If it's the backup, I like the Colts a little bit better, ironically. Yeah. Um, Could the Colts win this game? Are they going to be live in this game? No, I don't. Well, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Baltimore's got a, a decent thing going right now with Zay Flowers and all that. Um, they have a little bit of a passing attack. They're not really running Lamar as much as they used to, but he's still pretty efficient, which is kind of what they envisioned in the offseason when they put the offense together. Um, and I, you know, Baltimore's defense should give Indianapolis fits. Um, so no, I don't think the Colts are going into Baltimore and winning the game. It's a tough place to play, but, um, you know, ultimately, you know, big number with the team. I'm not a hundred percent sure of being that good. Like eight, eight this early. That's a lot. So I'm staying away. Here's what concerns me about the Ravens a little bit in this game. Uh, you could ask yourself this question too, guys, but last week with the Ravens, with all the injuries they had, on the offensive line with Ronnie Stanley being out, Linderbaum, the center being out. They did not get pressured at all from Cincinnati. And I look at these stats and I look Cincinnati's bottom three in pressure rate. And I look at the Colts and their 11th in pressure rate. So it is a step up in class, I think, in terms of the Ravens offense going up against the Colts defense. I think they are going to get some pressure on the Ravens, especially if these players don't come back. And looking at the Ravens injury report, oh my God, everybody was DNP other than uh, Devin Duvernay. He had... Beckham didn't practice. Clowney didn't practice. Justice Hill is out. Marlon Humphrey, torn peck. Linderbaum didn't practice. Ronnie Stanley didn't practice. Marcus Williams is out, obviously. I think it was Williams out of the torn peck, but Humphrey is out as well. Um, so you have a ton of injuries. Do they catch up here this week against a better defense in the Colts? Campbell, what do you think? See, I, I don't think there is any irony to it. I think Minshew brings a better balance to the offense for the Colts and I think he's going to provide a spark that is going to be able to keep this game under a touchdown game. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have a play in it, but I definitely would strongly lead in lean Indianapolis. I think seven and a half is too many points to be laying with Baltimore in this game. 
way too many. I'm kind of impressed with what I've what I've seen from the Colts this this year thus far. You know, they put up a fight against Jacksonville, almost win that game. They're winning it late in the fourth quarter. They blow out Houston. Is you know by no means a good team. The one concern is the secondary, right? They gave up almost 400 yards to C.J. Stroud last week. So um, does that go into Baltimore's strength? Um, I, yeah, I don't think it does. I, I, I don't... Right. So I think it's a bad matchup for the Ravens. I think I'm going to stay away from Baltimore and Survivor this week. I think the Colts are going to be live this week. Uh, I think it's one of those games where it knocks out a ton of people in Survivor. So uh, I think the Colts are going to be live in this game. I kind of just convinced myself to go the other way here. But, um, yeah, that's all we got for this one. Do you guys have any other thoughts on this game before we move on to uh, Carolina-Seattle? I, I wouldn't be surprised if you if you see the Colts win this game outright. I think this is a prime spot for an upset game. I think so, too. I think the Ravens are a little bit overvalued. You know, they, they beat a Houston team week one that we know isn't good, and they, they beat a – you know, uh, injury, injury riddled, you know, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati. They, str- they struggled to get that Houston win. Right. Yeah, that was a game. That was a one-point game in the third quarter. Um, and Houston, has a, I think, has a better defense than – or at least a comparable defense to Cincinnati at this point. So they played some two bottom feeder defenses in terms of pressure rate, and now you're going up against a Colts defense that can rush the passer. And if they can rush the passer, it, may not, it might not matter who they have in the secondary. Uh, so I think it's a bad matchup for for Baltimore. So I'm going to stay away from Baltimore for sure for uh, Survivor. Uh, let's head to Carolina, Seattle. What do you guys got in this game? Uh, it, we don't know if Bryce Young is going to play in this game. He was uh, questionable today with an ankle. Uh, short week for them coming off that loss against the Saints. Uh, Seattle, big road win coming back home. It's their, no, not their home opener. They play, they play the Rams. But uh, hard to see Seattle going 0-2 here at home. Um if Bryce Young doesn't play in this game, is Andy Dalton a downgrade, or is he is he comparable to what Bryce Young is doing right now? I think he's comparable. I wouldn't say he's a downgrade because I'm not high on Bryce Young. I mean, you see reports out there that they can't run a quarterback sneak because he's too small. Like, <laughs> it's, they got problems with Bryce Young. Uh, I think running like putting the all their hopes in the future in Bryce Young. I don't see him being a viable NFL quarterback in the long run. No, I mean, when um, Adam Thielen's your number one, you got a big problem. Right. Um, yeah. And I do I do think – I have a strong lead in Seattle this game. I mean, what was the line six and a half last I saw, I think? So it opened at six. Now it's uh, – yeah, no, it opened at – sorry. It opened at four. Now it's at six. Yeah, yeah. pretty much across the board. Yeah, so six points. I mean, Seattle's got one of the best home field advantages in the league. Carolina got to go cross country. I mean, all, all all the check marks are checking off Seattle in that spot, and you're getting you're, you're getting them in under a touchdown. I think I'm almost talking myself into this one, but I'm going to keep it <laughs> as a lean. I'm going to keep it as a lean. Okay, yeah, I I lean Carolina in this game. Uh, I don't care who plays quarterback. I actually think it'll be better if Andy Dalton plays. Uh, Seattle's injury report is very, very long. Um, I know Carolina, I think they lost Shaq Thompson last week, right? He's out for the year. So that, that's a big loss for them. But, you know, you got Brian Burns coming off the edge. The Panthers can rush the passer. And I think um, maybe Seattle got away with that a little bit last week because of Detroit's lack of uh, pass rush ability other than, you know, Hutchinson. So maybe this catches up a little bit with uh, Seattle this week, but it's not enough for me to, to make a play in Carolina. I just can't trust them right now. Uh, Alex, what do you got in this game? 
I, I lean, don't have a play. I lean Seattle. I like Seattle a lot. So they have to win this game if they're going to keep my uh, narrative alive. I feel like they are, um, you know, I mean, they did make the playoffs last year. They're a little bit better than they were last year. So why would they lose to Carolina at home here? Um, not a big number. And I feel like, uh, you know, if it's Dalton, if it's either one of them is going to be a little mistake prone. I would lean Seattle in the spot. Um, you know, I don't think the Miles Sanders, Chubba Hubbard, like, running game is good enough to carry a weak quarterback. I think that was their initial idea, but it just doesn't seem like those guys are talented enough to do that. So I just don't like the spot when you're playing a more talented team to play keep away or, you know, hold on to the ball a little longer than you want. So I lean Seattle here, but not a play, not a play, just a lean. All right. Uh, not We might have a – how many bets have you made so far, Alex, on the pod three? I, I took the Patriots. I took Detroit. You took the Patriots and the Detroit. That's all I have. That's it. Yeah. That's I've it. Got okay. Three more. Yeah. So, so I'm expecting uh, one of these next two games, for you, possibly both games, for you to have a bet on. Uh, <laughs> Dallas, Arizona, Chicago, Kansas City. I kind of want to tie these both in together based on how big of favorites they are. Uh, Dallas laying 12.5 on the road. Kansas City laying 13, 12.5. Uh, does Alex Salvecchio have one or two bets with these games? Maybe. All right. Which one? Maybe. Of course. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll be, obviously, I've got Dallas, and I'm laying this. I don't give a shit. Like, the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you could have made, made this 17, 18. That'd be more in line with where it should be. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Da- Dallas is going to – Dallas is dog-walking people right now. They're going to do it again. Um, you know, Arizona – you know, Dobbs looked okay last week for sure. He didn't look terrible. He wasn't an embarrassment. Um, just the wrong opponent. You know, Dallas is going to force him into mistakes. Um, I mean, defensively, Arizona was so bad in that second half. I mean, Daniel Jones went five for five in drives. It was four touchdowns and a field goal to win it. Um, I don't see them being able to stop Dallas. So, yeah, taking Dallas. Lay the points here. I've said it before. Spreads this big are Vegas's way of begging you to not bet Dallas which is why you should do it. Bet Dallas, lay the 12, don't play twice. Camby, what do you got? I, I'm going with my second double-digit lay of the week also. I'm wow. taking Dallas in this spot. I mean, I think Mike McCarthy taking over play calling duties has kind of been a change in Dak that was needed. I think there's a better flow with Dak in this offense. Uh, no turnovers so far for him this season. And then on the other side of the ball, you got freaking uh, Dallas. I mean, Dallas' defense is too dominant. Like, best player in the NFL right now on that defense. Uh, and then I think you're going to see Arizona after blowing that game last week. I mean, you know they're just talking up this season uh, for the number one pick. I think you're going to see them play more like they did in the second half against the Giants than them playing the first half they did against the Giants. I think this is going to be a game that Dallas wins easily. 20, 30 point game, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, no no opinion on this game. I lean to the under. Uh, hard to back Dallas coming off of a big blowout win uh, against a team that they might not get up for as much as they would with the Jets or the Giants. So um, I just lean to the under. No opinion on the side. Uh, Arizona with you know how bad they are. They've been scrappy the first 
few weeks. I know this is a big step up in class for them going up against Dallas, but um, I think the number is a little bit too big. I think it should be closer to like nine and a half or ten. Um, I, I think it's just inflated because of the Cowboys. I saw a stat that like Michael Parsons has a, a pass rush win rate of like fifty one percent, and like the average player is around 27 percent. He, he's yeah, winning ridiculous. at a rate more more than twice the average player. It's I mean, ridiculous. He's playing on another yeah. level so far. Yep, and they don't really they don't really they're kind of middle of the pack with how often they blitz and their second in pressure rate only to Pittsburgh, who is an incredible. 39.8% pressure rate for the Steelers. That's incredible. That's why they won the game against Cleveland. Um, but, yeah, so uh, no opinion on the side here, uh, but I lean to the under. Uh, Chicago, Kansas City, uh, like we talked about earlier briefly, Kansas City having trouble with these big uh, double-digit favorites, especially at home. Uh, so <laughs> I lean Chicago, but you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to take the Bears uh, for the rest of the season until they change something schematically with – uh, Justin Fields. So uh, just a lean to Chicago, but but no bet uh, for me on this game. Uh, Alex, do we have your fourth bet? Or sorry, your, th- your fourth bet. Yeah. You do not. Oh! I know, I know. I'm doing both games on Monday night. A little spoiler. But uh, okay. 12 and a half is a ton. Um, the sun, I understand fade the Bears, fade the Bears, fade the Bears. But you also kind of have to fade Kansas City when they're huge favorites, like Chetty said. Like, they tend to always give up a backdoor, you know, they're up 17 and somehow it's 10 at the end because they're not giving a crap at the end of the game. I just don't trust Kansas City laying a ton of points in a spot like this. So I wouldn't do it. Not doing it. Uh, There's better options on Monday night I'm going with. But, uh, yeah, Chiefs will win easily. They'll win by two possessions. But, like, will that be 10? Will it be 13? Will it be 17? I don't think it's going to be a – a massacre because I think the Bears are going to play to not get massacred. So that's my thoughts on that game. It was tough though. It was tough for me to resist that. Okay. I think, Campbell, what do you got? I think the last two years, the pods that we've done and probably two years before that, just talk, talking amongst ourselves, all we talked about is how the Chiefs can never cover games. Like yeah. they always win, but they never cover. And yeah. Right. They get every team's best shot. Like, every yeah. team's best game is the Chiefs. And Vegas has always been kind of putting two biggest spreads on them or overinflating the spreads on them. Um, and I kind of see that being the case in this game, too. But, I mean, you can't take Chicago in any sense. Uh, actually, I would probably lean Kansas City in this game just because I feel like Kansas City's offense kind of has something to prove that they can get things clicking. Right. right now, they, they haven't, and I think Chicago is an easy target to kind of run up the score a little bit, and Chicago's offense is not going to be able to keep pace if Kansas City decides to run fast-paced, high-scoring offense, and I think that can cause the game to get away and Kansas City to actually, you know, cover one of these high spreads that they always get. Right. Yeah, I can't argue with that as I pull uh, some frozen shrimp out of the freezer. I'm hungry, so uh, sometimes these pods go on pretty long. So if you uh, hear some noise in the background, I promise I promise there won't be any like uh, screeching on a metal uh, protein shake. Um, so, but yeah, uh, no opinion on this um, game for me. But uh, the Sunday night game is pretty interesting. With, uh, Pittsburgh going up against Vegas. 
Uh, Pittsburgh. A horrible Sunday night game. Jeez. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. As bad as it gets. Jeez. I think these are, these are two teams that we don't really have a good read on. Um, I think the square side in this is just to take the Raiders just because of, you know, how bad Penny, Kenny Pickett looks on offense and how the Steelers' offense looks so poor. I think this line is way, way off. I don't, I don't think Vegas deserves to be laying two and a half against the Steelers right now, especially with how good their defense is. Um, so I was like, I looked at this, I was like, oh, Vegas, definitely. You know, they're coming off a blowout loss. They come back home. Pittsburgh, tough game on a short week. Now they go on the road Sunday night. But it's Sunday night, you know, so they're going to get up for this game. If it was a 1 o'clock game, then I'd probably lean to Vegas in this spot. Uh, so a strong lean to Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is a really good teaser option. Um, and it just comes out, their defense is going to keep them in every game as long as they're not going up against the Niners. Uh, so I think there's a big matchup uh, from the Pittsburgh defense. Uh, talking about their pass rush going up against the, the Vegas offensive line. Uh, so I think porous. 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 Really porous. porous. So I think that's the matchup of – of this, of this game, and I think the Steelers are going to do enough on offense. You have to think at some point the Pittsburgh offense is going to get it rolling here, right? I mean, I, I know they have Deontay Johnson out. Um, Najee Harris has not been impressive the first few weeks. But at some point, you got to get going a little bit. So um, I think this might be the, the get-right spot for the Steelers offense. So I'm not going to have a bet on this, but a strong lean to Pittsburgh. I think they're a really good teaser option too. And uh, we'll pass it off to Campbell. Uh, I don't really have a read one way or the other. Um, offensively, I say Raiders have more weapons, but I mean, you look at Josh Jacobs, and he's not have done anything this year. And I just think Jimmy G's not able to run that offense quite as well as Carr has in the past. Um, I think quarterback wise, that team's kind of downgraded a bit. Um, but I mean, you still got. Devontae over there. I think he's still going to be a threat. And we've yet to see anything from the Steelers' offense. If anything, like the Steelers' <laughs> offense has been the, <laughs> they've been the biggest touchdown to that team. I mean, if it wasn't for the defense being able to put points on the board, the Steelers would have been nowhere near in that game on Monday night. So I, I agree. It's an, easy, it's an easy game to stay away from. I just want to say that I've never put frozen shrimp into a pan as slowly as I just did because I was trying to not make any noise, but it didn't work it out. Made, it made no no difference. You got to place it. You got to place it, bro. Don't drop it. Place it. But you know what? We have we have professional mics here on Betwood Chat, so it picks up everything. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what do you got in the Steelers and the Raiders? I've got an easy game to not watch. I mean, how does the corner game wind up in Sunday Night Football in Week Three? I mean, it's crazy. Um, Quarter I, I, I would lean, I would lean Pittsburgh by like one percentage point, just because of their defense. But because that's the best unit of the of the six going here. But I just don't. I can't. If Pittsburgh needs to score, you need their defense to score, and that's like it doesn't. It doesn't happen a lot, you know. I can't do it like they did against the Browns and get 14 points that way. If Adams doesn't play, I mean, you almost wonder how – I mean, really, the, the bet of this game is the under, right? Like, that that would be the way to go. But um, don't have a play either way. Like, Monday night a little better. I will not be watching a second of this game, everybody. 
fuck going to bat with Chet? It, it might be a situation to monitor the receiver position. Obviously, Jacoby Myers missed last week being in concussion protocol. So now with Devontae Adams, probably going to play in this game, but still both receivers kind of banged up. Uh, it's going to be a tough spot for the Raiders, like you said, to kind of put up some good offensive numbers in this game against a really, really good defense. Um, let's go to the first Monday night game. we got another uh, doubleheader here. And uh, we know that Alex has two plays. So let's go to Alex for the first game. Philly at Tampa Bay, the uh, two undefeated teams. We obviously thought Philly would be undefeated at this point, but we definitely didn't think Tampa Bay. So uh, Philly looks like laying five points here. Um, Tampa Bay big win last week against uh, Chicago, and then Philly with extended rest beating Minnesota on that Thursday night game that kind of could have gone either way, but Philly pulls away at the end and uh, made some plays to pull out the victory. But uh, what are your thoughts on this game, Alex? We know you have a play, so where are you going? Going Philly here. I feel like five's a little light. A little light here for this game, Chet. A little light. I think seven or eight should have been more appropriate. Um, I understand people a little down on the Eagles, but I don't understand why you'd be down on a team that's 2-0 and and kind of I never felt like they were going to lose to Minnesota. Like, it felt like whenever they needed to, they just could run the ball at will against them, like for eight yards a clip. Never felt like a game that was really in doubt. Um, once their passing attack gets going, and it's going to get going, they're unstoppable. They're going to be like they were last year, you know, where, like, they have this amazing ground and pound if they need it, and then they got the air attack if they need it. Um, maybe it happens. So you're not concerned game, about maybe- Jalen Hurts and the new offensive – uh, coaching turnover, the def- losing their defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. No, uh, not really, not really. No, I mean, I don't, I don't really love their defensive coordinator anyway. We but, talked about um, Kansas City being the Buffalo of last year with losing Debole. Why not Philly? Because I think Philly did in-house promotion for offense that'll keep it the same, and I think they kind of could have used the defensive change anyway. I'm just not a Gannon guy. I don't like Gannon. I think he cost them the Super Bowl in a sense. He said um, himself. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> I finally found that video as such as it can be, by the way. And then, uh, you know, offensively, they're, they're a really good team offensively. They're a lot of talent. They just – every offense is behind right now. So, I don't think this is different than anybody else. Like, every offense in the league is, you know, 20% less than what they should be because of the new training camps and all that. Um and I just – I like their defense to get after Baker, maybe turn them over a little bit. I don't think Tampa's run defense is what it used to be, so they're going to be able to run the ball. And, um, you know, do you, do you see Tampa going 3-0, and beating Philly? I don't even see this game really being that close. So, Ooh. give me Philly. Lay the five. Fourth bet. Man, you had Philly as eight-point favorites in this game? You're out of your mind. <laughs> maybe. Against a good defense like Tampa. So, you're saying that – so, all right. So let's let's break this down. So Tampa beat Minnesota week one as six-point dogs. Yes. Minnesota was just a seven-point dog at Philly, and yeah. Philly's going to be an eight-point road favorite against Tampa. That's right. That's right. This Got is it. a game of – you know, some people call football a game of matchups, Chetty. I don't know if you started paying attention. But <laughs> Tampa does not match up well with Philadelphia. Minnesota matches up a little bit better. Remains to be seen. Um, I hate this, but I'm going to lay the points with Philly, too. Hate it. Hate it. It it comes down to perception. You're killing my pick like that and then hopping on. Get off the stand, man, right? Hey, I 
<laughs> look, I think it, I think it's a better. You need to look at both sides, right? You can't just have a bias. You're gonna have an internal bias, but it's look, it's good to look at it from both sides and then make a decision. But sure. um, I think it I think it comes down to perception right now. I think if Tampa would have lost last week, I kind of would have liked them in a bounce back spot here. Um, but the fact they won last week, uh, they might be due for a little bit of a letdown spot. And you know Baker. Going up against the Philly defense, I know they have some injury concerns in the secondary with Vontae Maddox possibly being out for the season. He is um, out for the season. He is out for the season, yeah, but Philly's still top five in pressure rate, and I think that's going to challenge the Bucks offensive line that really hasn't been challenged from a pressure standpoint the first two weeks going up against uh, Minnesota and Chicago. Uh, so I think this is a big step up in class for uh, the Tampa Bay offense going up against the Philly defensive line. Uh, Philly doesn't blitz a lot, but they still get home. So it might not matter who they have in the secondary uh, unless you have a really, really explosive offense like uh, Minnesota did last week. And I don't think Tampa is considered explosive. I mean, they had, you know, 20 points going into the fourth quarter against uh, Chicago. So um, the question is, can can Tampa get to 27, 28 points against Philly? I don't think so. Um, I think Philly can get to that high 20s range against Tampa. So I see like a 27-21 type game. So I'll, I'll lay the five points with the Eagles here. Don't feel great about it. But I think at some point, like you said, they have to get the offense going a little bit. You know, Monday Night Football, they have 10 days of rest. Um, give me Philly minus five. And uh, Campbell, what do you got? Uh, I mean, obviously my plays are done. I love what I've seen out of Tampa so far this year. Uh, Baker's bringing that swagger to the team. Mike Evans continues to be one of the most underappreciated wide receivers in the game, and all he does is put up 1,000-yard seasons. So, um, I mean, he's still he's still dominating the game. He had, what, a buck 70 last week? Um, and then, but Philadelphia just kind of, they look like a team that is just toying around with people right now, not even, like, giving their full effort and still able to kind of control the games, even though they've been closer games than expected, I just feel like that's kind of been a product, a byproduct of the fact that they've been not giving it their full go and kind of toying around because they've kind of just been sailing through these games and get out to the early lead and just kind of cruise from then on out. Um, I do think that Philly's going to do the same thing again this week, kind of jump out to an early lead. I don't know if Tampa's going to be able to come back and keep it a close game. I don't think they have the offensive firepower that, like, Minnesota has. So I do see Philadelphia kind of pulling away with this one. So I guess Tom Brady was the issue in Tampa last year, right? Huge upgraded quarterback. <laughs> Baker Mayfield finally showing what he was supposed to do in Cleveland. Hey, how, how do you feel like if you're a Cleveland fan right now? Right? You see Baker Mayfield go to Tampa. They're undefeated. You know, you look at Deshaun Watson, they're paying him a quarter of a billion dollars to just get sacked and throw pick sixes. <laughs> uh, so if you're a Browns fan, what's worse right now, being a Browns fan or I'm trying to think of a, a fan base right now that's really struggling? Give me, give me, a, give me a comparison for being a Brown, uh, being a Browns fan. I, I, I think being a Chicago fan right now is kind of yes. Oh, the, the, the Bears are as bad as it gets. Yeah. Yeah, because off the field stuff, right? I mean, your franchise quarterback isn't isn't going anywhere. So, um, well, he might be gone next year, but 
Yeah, I think it's pretty bad to be a Browns fan or a uh, or a Chicago fan. But at least, at least you have a good defense in, in Cleveland that they can build on. But, I mean, you're married to Watson for at least the next few years, which is going to be tough. Um, all right, so the second doubleheader, um, easy stay away from me because I just don't know if Burrow's going to be playing in this game or a lot. Uh, th- this line suggests that he's not going to be playing. Uh, with it being a two-and-a-half, Bengals is a favorite at home against the Rams. Um, if Burrow does play in this game, it's a pass. If he doesn't play in this game, it's a pass. So uh, I think if if the news comes out that Burrow is out, I think the Rams will probably be either a pick or maybe like a one-point road favorite here. Um, so it's an easy pass for me. There's just too much uncertainty with doing the podcast on a Wednesday. So um, no opinion from me. Probably just lean to the under. Uh, Campbell, what do you got? Uh, I'm leaning to the Rams regardless if Burrow's playing or not. Um, I mean, Bengals have always been a shy September team. Stafford is looking like the Stafford of a couple of years ago. I mean, he's got some weapons that came out of nowhere. Like, Puka. Look at Puka. Puka is going to be rookie of the year this year, the way he's playing. Um, 2 2 out well. I mean, another guy stepping up. I think the Rams kind of are going to sneak up a little bit on people. Kind of give, uh, I don't know if they'll give the 49ers a run for the a- NFC West, but they'll definitely give people a run for that wild card spot this year. I So I think the Rams are going to take this game and win this one outright again. I see the Bengals falling to 0 3. If the Rams make the wild card, let's say they, let's say they go nine and eight, ten and something, ten, ten and seven, something like that, should Sean McVay be in conversation for Coach of the Year with the lack of talent they have and what they're doing? Um, I mean he should, but I, I don't think he will. I think there's other candidates right now that uh, kind of have a better story. I'd say, yeah. But, I, I mean, I, it just comes back to the point that I, th- I think he's doing a fantastic coaching job with all these players that came out of nowhere. I mean, they barely have any draft picks, you know, and they're still being competitive in these games and uh, could have easily beat the Niners last week. So uh, you have to be encouraged to be a Rams fan. Hard to say how much longer Stafford's going to be on that team for cap reasons. But, they're like you said, Campbell, they're going to be playing meaningful football at the end of the year. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. But, uh, yeah, no opinion from you. You just lean to the, to the Rams. Alex, we know yeah. this is your last bet, so what do you got? Listen, man, sometimes you got to draw a line in the sand and say no further. And sometimes you mm-hmm. bet on a team to win the Super Bowl in August, and you just got to hope to God they don't start 0-3 because that would kill them. I think the Bengals find a way either way Wow. to come out with the win on Monday night. You're laying less than a field goal here. Take it. You're not going to feel great about this. You're not. But the Bengals are going to win this game. They are a championship-level team, a championship-caliber team. They cannot start 0-3. Chetty's mentioned it a few times. 0-2 teams are going to be desperate. They're at home. I think Burrow's going to play. It sounds like, you know, he feels a lot better after rest and all that stuff. Didn't he re-injure it in that game? He did, yeah. But they're saying he felt better today. Who knows? But, uh... I think you got to go with the Bengals here because if the Bengals go to 0-3, then it starts to think, oh, wow, all of their dreams are gone. You're going to get their best effort. I take the Bengals to win this week. They're in my final bet, my fifth one. I will go down with this ship 
And then if they lose, I'll bet on them to win the Super Bowl again because I'm sure that'll go to like 30 to 1 because now that I have them at 11 to 1, it's a horrible number I got them at. Go figure. Who is the backup in Cincinnati in case Burrow doesn't play? Off the top of your head, I don't know. I don't know who it is. Uh, hold on. This is a good radio right here. But while you're looking uh, at it. No idea. Gonna, no idea. Uh, I know they had A.J. McCarron a, a week back, uh, a while back. Uh I could just kind of look up Bengals backup quarterback. But if you look at the Bengals, even if they lose this game, they could easily get to 500 before they have a bye week. Uh, their backup is Browning. <laughs> Jake Browning. Jake Browning or Will Grier. Lay the points. Uh, lay <laughs> the points. Well, you're not going to have to lay anything because they're going to be yeah. dogs. Um, but Burrow if they play. if they drop this game, let's say Burrow, they, let's say they get Burrow the week off to rest and recover, then you're at Tennessee, at Arizona, Seattle at home. Then you have the bye. If they can get to 500 by the bye week, they'll have a shot. But the problem is their schedule gets a lot more challenging after the bye. They got at, at San Fran coming out of the bye. Then they got Buffalo. Then they get an easy one with Houston. But then they're at Baltimore, Pittsburgh, at Jacksonville. Um, they get a few easy games with the Colts and the Vikings, but then they end the game. They end the year at Pittsburgh, at Kansas City, and against the Browns. So they've dug themselves in a hole. They need this game, but that doesn't mean they're going to win the game. They might play desperate. Sometimes that causes more turnovers and mistakes. Um, but man, even if Burrow plays something, we saw it with Aaron Rodgers a few years back when he had that calf strain, and it it affected him the entire season. Um, there's just no time to rest during an NFL season. You know, you can get rehab and treatment during the week, but it doesn't fully heal until you get into the offseason. I mean, I hate to say it, like, because I know Alex has the bet on the, the futures bet on them, but like, their win total went from 11.5 to 9.5 after <laughs> last week's loss. And even looking for 10 wins in the remaining schedule is hard to find. Yeah. Now, um, they're yeah, like a healthy like an under nine, under nine and a half team now. Like a healthy Burrow, you give them a chance in every game. They can win any game with a healthy Burrow, but with the banged up Burrow, that changes the game. Like when he's hurt, he plays really, really bad. When he doesn't get a training camp, but he doesn't get the practice reps during training camp, like he did this year, he's porous. I mean, even the defense, porous. Something's wrong with the defense. I mean, they're bottom five in pressure rate. They're not getting to the quarterback. Um, they're just a, a dumpster fire right now. They had to get a punt return touchdown last week just to be competitive against the Ravens. Um, you could say they played two pretty good defenses the first two weeks, you know, in the division. So they kind of knew their tendencies and now they play an unfamiliar opponent. Hey, Super Bowl rematch from a few years ago, by the way. Um, so there might be a little bit of a revenge factor for the Bengals, especially Burrow plays, but, um, it's going to be tough if they lose this game. Uh, I think, like you said, Campbell, for it to drop to nine. It's a nine and a half or nine? Uh, I think last night I saw it was nine and a half. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I think they're probably going to be right in that nine-win range, and that's that might not be enough to get into the uh, playoffs in the AFC. But we'll see. Um, so what do you guys think about week four? Have you looked at any look-ahead lines? I have not, no. Okay. Let's kind of breeze over some of the – um, big games here. Uh, we have our first London game. Uh, Atlanta at Jacksonville. Uh, any thoughts on what do you think this line is? Mm. Can't be can guess this one. Neutral field. 
right now I'd probably Atlanta at Jacksonville. I'd probably say Jacksonville minus two and a half. Alex, what do you got? I would go Jacksonville by a field goal. It's at three. You're both right there. So Jacksonville minus right. three and a neutral. So they're pretty much saying Jacksonville's maybe a little bit better than Atlanta, but not by much. Um, I, I, I mean, I would give Jacksonville – Jacksonville knows how to navigate the London trips. Like, true. You got to give them yep. the advantage when it comes to the overseas trips. Very true. Big divisional matchups in week four, too. Uh, Miami and Buffalo is a big one. Any thoughts on what you guys think this line would be? Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo, um, Buffalo laying four? No, nah, I think it's gonna be a little closer than that. I think I think it's gonna be closer to a field goal. It's uh three and a half, three. Okay. So you're both not not too far off there. Um, Baltimore at Cleveland could be a big divisional matchup. So Baltimore at Cleveland. I think I think you're gonna see Cleveland minus one. No. Baltimore is going to be favored in that game, don't you think? What do you think, Alex? I think Baltimore will be a two or three point road favorite. Not three, but um, it's one and a half. There's a two and a half out there. So it's anywhere from one and a half to two and a half, Baltimore. Baltimore? Yeah. Yep. Baltimore will be favored in that game. Tampa Bay at the Saints. Again, a lot of divisional matchups, big divisional matchups. They, they both might be undefeated next week. So Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I'd say New Orleans by a field goal. Alex? I think it could be closer to like a pick em maybe. Like a pick em. It is New Orleans minus three and a half. Ooh, I'm way off. I was way off. Samsonite. <laughs> Samsonite. <laughs> uh, Washington at Philly. This could be a, another undefeated matchup. It's not going to be an undefeated matchup. <laughs> <laughs> Philly, lay in, Philly lay in nine. Be my guess. Oh my god! No, too high. I, too high? I think it's too high. I, I was going to put it at about six and a half. Seven. seven, seven. There's one seven and a half. So Vegas is overrating Washington. So okay, or downgrading Philly. Who knows? We'll mental, see. I mean, mental note. Mental note. <laughs> mental note. Uh, I guess we can go to Patriots at Cowboys. Cowboys by six. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I guess. Cowboy, no, Cowboys by eight. Seven and a half. It's close. Uh, Sunday night game, Kansas City at the Jets. You know what sucks about the Aaron Rodgers injury? You have all oh, these Jets games the in Jets, prime yeah. time. <laughs> we're stuck with the Jets. It happened one year that Romo got, you know, fractured his collarbone, you know, week four yeah. or five or whatever. So you get all these games. Uh, Chiefs at the Jets. Lying. Laying the, laying a touchdown. Touchdown, full tutty. Seven and a half, seven. Yeah. Seven and a half. Wow, that's going to go up too after the Patriots beat them. Yep. And your New York Giants are Monday night home against the Seahawks. What do you got? Uh, after an ass whooping of the Niners tomorrow, I'm going to guess <laughs> either the Giants are laying one or Seattle's like, like laying one. It's within <laughs> one. I uh, know. I, I think Seattle's going to be laying three. Wow. Wow. That's, that's Jeez, the disrespect. West Coast team traveling east? 
Yeah, it's Seattle yeah. minus one, minus one and a half. Yeah. I mean, there's good value in the Giants there. I think they're going to give a great effort next Monday, to be honest. But Yeah, I agree. I think Seattle is going to be bad. Yeah. I agree. Um, and it's a good spot game. I mean, they got the extended rest. Yeah. And come, coming home after two weeks on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. It's it should have like Thomas bi-week. back. Yeah, it should have Thomas back. Should help. Okay. Maybe Barkley, too. I mean, I don't know how Maybe. close he was this week. But if it was a typical ankle sprain, he could definitely uh, get back sooner than later. Um, that wraps it up. I mean, we'll see uh, what happens after this week. But we got all our bets in. Uh, we'll put everything up on Twitter by tonight. And the pod will be up within the next few days. Any thoughts on Survivor? I always like to get your thoughts on Survivor. If you had a Survivor pick this week, uh, obviously it depends on what, what you pick the first few weeks. <laughs> what jumps out to you for Survivor this week? Me and Alex both barely survived in the science We both had the Giants last yeah. week. But I'm still doing know. that. I will fade the Cardinals. I, I would go Dallas. You'll survive, I promise. No, I, I think, what I think what better spot would there be for Dallas? Well, I think Dallas is a team I'm still trying to save for the future. I know. I but know there's not going to be a better spot. <laughs> True. Any, any NFC East team is – I mean, I know you can say the Giants again home, but why not just do it the Cardinals? The Cardinals stink. The problem with picking Dallas for me in the Circa contest is that there are two separate weeks for Christmas and Thanksgiving. You have to pick a game on Christmas – you have to pick a game on Thanksgiving. That's Dallas right. is, you got to save them. Yeah, I got to say They play it's a, Washington. It's a, very, it's a very niche problem, Chetty. Yep. It's, not a, it's not a common man problem. So I got to save Dallas. I think this, this week is uh, Jaguars week yep. for me. I think so, too. I think, I think Campbell, we talked about it before, and Alex, you could chime in. I'm staying off Baltimore. I think, you know, one of these weeks, there's gonna, you're going to see this big favorite drop. It's going to knock out a bunch of people. Think it might be Baltimore this week, but I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. See, I mean, like I said, if if Richardson plays, I would say no. If Minshew plays, I would say maybe. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a better yeah. chance of an upset. I think more people will pick the the Ravens if Minshew does start. Yeah, which would be a mistake. I agree with that too. Yeah, because it'll probably get up to maybe close to nine and a half or ten. Yeah. You know, even though I think he's a better player than Richardson right now. But they're, they're comparable. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Any thoughts on week three before we move on to week four next week? Um, I mean, we moved on to week four already. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is like week five. Life. Sorry, week five. Sorry. It's been – I need to get that shrimp in my system. I'm so hungry. I need protein. This guy eats at 11.03 p.m. He's making shrimp for himself. Oh, you got to keep your body guessing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. No better than me, that's for sure. Tuesday's arms and back. Okay. Uh, So, any thoughts on week four before we uh, meet up again next week for week five? Oh, no, no. This is week three. This is week three. I was right. Yeah. Yes, week three. You said said we're already on week four. I'm like, no, we're not. What are you talking about? No, because you said we're moving on to week four. So, we did that already. I meant next week, not tonight. Oh, you meant in life. Okay. In life. (laughs) <laughs> Anything jump at any other storylines that you're going to be keeping an eye on? We didn't go over. Um, did we miss anything storyline wise in the NFL? Not really, right? No, no, no. 
I mean, the, the Bears are every bit the dumpster fire that I said they were last week, but besides that, not really. Yeah, we hit everything. I, I, I think the one game I'm going to be probably paying attention to most this week, besides the Jets-Patriots, is Minnesota Chargers. Like, it's going to be interesting to see who falls to 0-3 out of those two teams that are most people are expecting to both be playoff locks this week, this year. Nobody would have ever thought two 0-2 teams going up against each other. Uh, so, I, I think I heard something that only since the NFL expanded to the seven-team playoff system, only one 0-2 team has made the playoffs, and that was the Bengals last year. Really? Ooh, that's a good stat. So they might might not matter. I think I think both teams have such porous as defense. Porous, that, yeah, porous. That you know they're not gonna you know make a run, especially in the division that the Chargers are in. And you know, I mean, I, you could say the NFC North is still up for grabs with you know Detroit taking a step back and Green Bay kind of an unknown right now. But um, yeah, I think the Vikings are done. You you can't win with a porous defense like that. You know, so, but we'll see. Um, who's going to pull ahead this week? We're kind of neck and neck. I'm up a little bit, but not by much. Obviously, it's only been a few weeks, but uh, we'll get everything set up on Twitter, and then uh, we'll see you guys next week uh, for Bet with Chet. Any final thoughts before we sign off? Uh, you know, don't watch Thursday Night Football, and uh, there's a wonderful college game Saturday, isn't there, Camby? There's a lot of good college football this week. Who's Ohio State got? Ohio State's got somebody. I know Penn State, Iowa's this week. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State's got no I got one for Chetty. Late. Chetty, while I have you here, what do you think in prime time, Dion in Colorado? You got to have an opinion on this guy. I like his swagger, man. Oh, uh, it's wonderful. Isn't he's, it? a, and, and, he's a perfect college coach. And he's embarrassing every college coach who takes jobs and tries to say, oh, I have a five year plan. Just let me get my recruit. Bullshit. This guy <laughs> just got 54, play, 54 players in one offseason. And he's number 15 in the country with a team that went like 1-11 last year. I mean, it blows up. New new hires' narratives are just exploded off. I I really think you're going to see big big changes to the way universities treat coaches going forward. Like, you got to get better fast. You know, there used to be like a four-year window. Very, very exciting if you're a college football follower, which me and Camby are at least. I don't know about you, Chet. You got you got 3-0 Colorado against 3-0 Oregon. You got 3-0 UCLA against 3-0 Utah. Ole Miss against Alabama. Um, Oregon State 3-0 against 3-0 Washington State. Uh, Ohio, Ohio State Notre Dame. That's the one. Oh, that's a gem. That's the prime time game, right? Yeah, 3-0 okay. Iowa. 3-0 Iowa, 3-0 Penn State. If you guys want to make a separate pot for college, we can do that, okay? I'll just cut this off. We get added to the to the next no, week's it's college. Called, listen, it's called Bet with Chet. It's not called Bet NFL with Chet, you know? Give me ideas for a name change now. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, dare this, this is definitely getting cut after I... No, no, keep it in. Already. <laughs> keep it in. It's time for me to play some Madden. What was your, what was your Bengals line that you got? Bengals line for what? For Alex's last bet, uh, two no, two, was oh, it two and a half or two? Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, yeah. There's a three out there, but we'll we'll give him two and a half. Even though we gave you two and a half, Campbell. Yeah, two and a half. <laughs> We're nice here. I'm nervous about that one. I'm just going. Like I said, I'm going down with the ship. Yeah. 
Because that ship is sinking if they lose Monday. So. Yep. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's it for us. We'll be back with you next week, recapping the week three games and moving on to week four. And that is it for us with Bet with Chet. We'll see you next week.